The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Okay, in the Halloween spirit, we've got a dressed-up Jamie Eisenberg right now. Uh, welcome to Fantasy Football Today, everybody. If you're watching on YouTube, you see Jamie Green wearing number 18. Here comes the pass, Jamie. Where is it? Oh, uh, you're just kind of looking for it, huh? All right. Oh, that is awesome. Jamie's got... Uh, Jamie doing his AJ Green impression. Turn around. There you are. Hey, Jamie. Was I open? Was I open? You were pretty open. Uh, no, not really open, but <laughs> open enough to turn uh, around. Poor Kyler. You didn't know what you were doing. Poor uh, Kyler. Yeah. Yeah, and, and poor Cardinals. They lose a, a heartbreaker to the Green Bay Packers, and they are no longer undefeated. And we welcome you to the Friday edition of Fantasy Football Today. I am Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Dave Richard. And we uh, have a lot to talk about here, including that game last night and six games to preview. Replacement running backs, there are a ton of them because most teams have an injured running back, it seems. Who do we like this week? How about Khalil Herbert and Eli Mitchell facing each other? How about Devontae Booker and Daryl Williams facing each other? How much confidence do we have in these guys? And do we need to start looking at a Chargers running back as Austin Eckler popped up on the injury report? (sighs) All right. You guys ready for a big weekend? Ready for stuff your face with candy? Yeah. You get a costume? I did, actually. I did get a costume. Gonna wear it on Sunday's show. So get excited for that. Yeah. So you're not gonna tell us until then? Of course not. We'll be dressed up Sunday too for FFT. Oh good. We will? Oh yeah. It's Halloween. I don't have a costume. I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> they figure one out. <laughs> come on, get something. I think I'm gonna go as a fantasy analyst. <laughs> no, come on. You're you're creative. Go as an egg salesman. Uh ah. Okay, so let's start with this. Green Bay 24, Arizona 21. This is what the Packers do. They take you out of your running game. They had the ball for 37 minutes and 35 seconds. And that was a depleted team. You know, to me, my favorite storyline coming out of this game is A.J. Dillon in Dynasty. I don't even know how to value this guy. Get him on the field. He is good. But I'll Maybe st- give him a goal-line opportunity? <laughs> uh, didn't he have yeah, one? that? Did he not have one? Did he not get stopped? Uh, maybe it's a hand when you're trying to, trying to punch one in. <laughs> not a bad idea. Uh, all right, so we'll talk about that in a second. We don't talk much Dynasty. We should get to that. But, Dave, major takeaways from this game. Major takeaway number one. Chase Edmonds had almost 60% of the snaps. Still dominant in third and fourth down play. Had more carries and snaps played. I don't know about carries, but definitely snaps played inside of 10 yards, inside of five yards than James Conner. And he only had 10 touches in the game. So I'm not sure how to really feel about Chase Edmonds. I like that he played a lot. I'm certainly encouraged by the fact that he's playing more in high-value situations. But why only 10 touches? And what would have happened if he hadn't have scored on that Wildcat run in the the first half? 
So I'm a little nervous about Edmonds moving forward. And I think if you started James Conner, like I did, you got to thank your lucky stars on the two touchdowns because if he had one touchdown, you would have been bummed. And he have had no touchdowns because he only had five carries. I, I think you would have been really, really upset and wondering what the future would be for him. So this whole Cardinals run game has me a little perplexed. Yeah, I do think the time of possession had something to do with it, and they're not usually trailing, right? I mean, they're undefeated, so they got out of there. They just didn't have a very good game. And I wonder about Kyler's thumb. You know, he hurt his he hurt his finger, apparently, or was it his pinky? It is his pinky, actually. Um, hurt his hand, hurt his ankle. I mean, he but was going into the game, going into yeah. the game, he was on the, oh, he was going actually, the, yeah. on, in the boot after the game. He was actually on the injury report with a finger injury and Troy Aikman said that it was a, that he, that Murray said it was affecting his grip. So he didn't really look great. Hopkins got hurt. Weird game for them. Yeah. That's the biggest concern about this game is who's healthy next week. Right. Hopkins put himself back in the game. Cliff Kingsbury wasn't happy about it. Kyler Murray limped off late in the game. Uh, Tunyon apparently has a significant knee injury. Unfortunately, Jamie, when you look at the Packers side here, I was surprised. Randall Cobb has actually started in 45% of leagues. He had three catches, two of them in the end zone. Woo. You were surprised by the start percentage? Yeah. Yes. Uh, his projections were really high, so I'm sure that factored into it. Obviously, the guys missing factored into it. Um, I started him in the one league I picked him up, so I was happy about that. Uh, it Look, it's it, it was an opportunity, and he could have had a third touchdown. You know, there was there was another chance for him to score, um, a couple chances for him to score again. Um, but, you, I mean, you know what to make of the passing game. The, the guys will be back. Next, well, at least Adam should definitely be back next week. We'll find out about Lazard. But... Uh, what do they do to replace Tunyon? You know, that's the the biggest question because it doesn't sound like it's you know going to be good. Um, you know, Mercedes Lewis could have had a touchdown. It was a great catch. <laughs> Unfortunately, he couldn't he couldn't get his feet in. And then um, you know, you saw uh, Deguara, uh two catches, twenty yards on two targets. You know, so he'll be somebody that we'll be talking about next Tuesday as a uh, deep league tight end streamer. Tunyon, for the most part, has not had much of a role. He's had ten or fewer yards in all but three games this year. So, uh, you know, it stinks what happened to him. Obviously, he can make some plays when he's featured, but he doesn't get featured much. So then, yeah, let's how about the running backs here. Who would you rather have in a dynasty league, Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon? I mean, the fact that they signed Jones to the contract extension last year tells you, you know, where they are with, with Dillon in the short term. You know, I, I think it could end up being potentially um, it, it's going to take longer, but when Derrick Henry and, and DeMarco Murray were together and then Murray left and, and Derrick Henry became this monster, uh, I don't think A.J. Dillon becomes that, but that's the, the thing you're hoping for is that Aaron Jones doesn't fulfill the life of the contract and and Dillon takes over. But, um, you know, this is now, what, two games in his last four where he's been used and he's been good, and so hopefully they use him more. But who would you rather have in Dynasty? Uh, still Aaron Jones, but it, it's it's – you know, it's hard to project out so far with running backs. That's the problem. You know, it's like you want to have a, a two to three year window with these guys. And I still, I still think in the two to three year window, Aaron Jones is better. Aaron Jones led the team in receiving last night. Not a huge surprise. We know Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, when Devontae Adams is out, he relies on his running backs. Um, 11 targets. Yeah, seven catches for 51 yards. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's really not that much. Dave, if DeAndre Hopkins misses some time, which wide receiver do you think would be the best? Would it be AJ Green? Would AJ Green turn around and, and fall into some production here? <laughs> I would hope that he would. Me, he would, me. <laughs> he, he, would, he would be the one who would play them. I mean, he's already playing a lot on the outside. I think he'd stay there. Kirk would potentially move outside. Uh, and then maybe Rondell Moore plays in the slot, or maybe Moore and Kirk mix it up a little bit. 
Um, I'll probably say that Kirk is the most exciting of the three and not AJ Green. Green's steady. I think he's steady, but Kirk is the one that I think has the most big play potential. You saw it last night. He didn't necessarily come through on it. Uh, the missed throw from Kyler right. was a stinger. Um, but I think that he's kind of proven that he can be a big play guy while also working out of the slot for Arizona. Okay, Arizona gets San Francisco, then Carolina, then Seattle, then a bye, and marquee game next week for the Packers as they have the Chiefs on Sunday night. What? I just don't understand what A.J. Green was doing. You know? It, it's either he didn't think the play was for him. But or he looked like he was blocking. He, he realized he wasn't open. I don't know. I mean, they it, can't it, run it the appeared ball. to be Kyler's first read. You can't run the ball there. You got no timeouts. So it's like, what do you, it looked like he was blocking. I I don't get it. I'm, it's, it's a shame. Unless he thought, you know, Kyler's going to, you know, maybe he thought he's going to just, you know, dive and, and kill the clock for a field goal. It, it was a clear miscommunication. You know, yeah, totally. Sometimes you just do really brain fart, maybe. I, sometimes but I it's just, also like that's such a weird pick because, you know, it, it just glanced right past AJ Green's shoulder. Yeah. And, um, uh, what am, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, Butler. Uh, Douglas. Doug, Douglas. Russell Douglas. Yeah. I was thinking Russell Butler, former basketball player. Uh, Douglas. Um, great pick. Former Cardinal, too. Russell Butler. I remember Russell Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, big Knicks win last night. All right. Well, uh, hey, HQ, Sunday, costumes, apparently. Dave, what? Ooh. All right. If you're in the YouTube chat right now, what should Dave dress up as? On HQ on Sunday, and it's a, it starts at 10 a.m. Eastern, goes all the way up until kickoff, 1 p.m. Eastern. So watch it for three hours of great fantasy advice. Also, set your DFS lineups with the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. So yeah, let me know. All right, Dave, you should apparently go as Sanders, Robert Woods, Cortland Sutton. You can pick two of those three. Or the- <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm picking Sutton with Judy coming back. Peter Griffin. You could be Peter Griffin. That would be Peter too Griffin, hard. Pretty easy one. Uh, Ted Lasso. Peter the whole show. What'd you say? Do I have to shave. Do I have to talk like Peter the whole show? And do I have to shave? Uh, yeah. I yes. And Peter. No, you don't have to shave. That's kind of your thing. That would be you. You wanted to make you shave. Uh, how, uh, somebody said uh, you should be. You should be Ted Lasso. What was there? There was a good one here. Everybody's going to be Ted Dicka. Lasso. Dicka. You should be Dicka. Uh, no. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I think Peter Griffin, could, we could make that happen. Anyway, listen to the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. Tuesdays and Thursdays get some awesome DFS advice. Replacement running backs this week. Who are we confident, confident in? And first of all, should we be picking up a Chargers running back with Austin Eckler missing practice with a hip injury, Jamie. Do you know which one? Because <laughs> I like to know. <laughs> I actually have a league where I have Justin Jackson, and I have a league where or I have two leagues now where I have Josh Kelly. So no, I don't. But Justin Jackson was significantly better than Kelly last year, and Kelly, to me, it seemed like actually this isn't even to me. It, it seemed like Kelly didn't have a role this year until the one game where Jackson was inactive. So. Uh, I guess I'd leave Lean Jackson. How about you? I would lean Jackson also, but I think it's going to be a mess. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're talking about probably all three guys getting touches in some fashion. You're hoping one of them falls in the end zone. You're hoping one of them is the pass catching guy. You know, it's just it's it's a it's really really a, a disgusting situation if Eckler's not there. So the only positive would be is if you're sitting on one of those guys and don't sit on them because it probably hurts. Yeah. But if you're sitting on one of those guys, uh, holding them on your roster and you don't have to play them. 
Then you see what happens coming out of this week if it's a significant injury. Now, he does a, a, a fantasy show with Liz Loza on, on <laughs> Yahoo. Um, he was on the show this week for what that's worth. So, you know, maybe it's just a minor thing that happened and, and they're being cautious about it. I, I can't imagine if he's hurt significantly not playing, he's still doing a show. And he was, by all accounts, I just saw some of the clips because I was curious. Um, he was smiling and, and, and seemed okay. You know, so um, I don't know when they film it. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. But, um, you know, I, I took that as somewhat of a positive sign that it, it hopefully is not a significant injury. Yeah. All right. So it's hypothetical right now. Uh, so as we look then at the guys that we know are starting, which replacement running backs are you excited about this week, guys? Chuba Hubbard at Atlanta. David Johnson, he's in the mix now against uh, against the Rams and the report. Uh, report Does he still count as a replacement? Well, we don't usually talk about him, and he's replacing the starting running back, right? So, I, I, look, I have Eli Mitchell on this list, too. He, I probably shouldn't. He is the guy. But I guess it's players that— I mean, that is Cornell Patterson on this list? No, but it's players that you could have picked up off waivers, one— and players They're, who aren't necessarily an easy call. Everyone's going to start Cordero Patterson. Right. Yeah. All right, so I got Hubbard, David Johnson, Booker, Daryl Williams, Khalil Herbert, Eli Mitchell, Eagles running backs at Detroit, and then Alex Collins. Uh, Dave, who's exciting in this group? I'm excited about Herbert because he seems to be the feature back for the Bears, and he looks good. I'm also excited for Elijah Mitchell because he seems to be the main running downs back for the 49ers and he's taking on a Bears defense that could be without as many as three defensive starters in the front seven. Anyone else? Daryl Williams this week? Uh, yeah. I guess he qualifies. I'm not that excited about it. He's just not that good, I think. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, he's got a great opportunity. Yes. What, Jamie? Jamie? Excited. More excited. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with the, the two. Guys, Dave said, you know, in terms of having confidence, obviously in terms of opportunity, Chuba Hubbard and, and Daryl Williams definitely qualify. Uh, it's it's more the the next group of guys, I think. You know, it's it's Devontae Booker, who's had one good game, one bad game. It's um, uh, Alice Collins, who has a great matchup, but he also missed practice on, on Thursday, something to keep an eye on, uh, dealing with the groin injury. It sounds like it's maintenance, but something you want to keep an eye on. Um and uh, and then the Texans guys, you know, I, I think Philip Lindsay's should be in the in the conversation also, and the Eagles guys too. But those are the questionable ones, you know, and what you're doing with them. You got to assume there's going to be a lot of work for Booker again if if Barkley's out. You have to assume there's going to be uh, some one of the Eagles guys. Hopefully, will will get hopefully sixty percent of the touches. And then David Johnson's in a great spot. It's just a tough matchup against the Rams. But you know, if you see David Johnson on the waiver, you better pick him up. If you could pick one of the injured Giants players to play on Monday night, right? Because we want to see a, at least an entertaining game. Who's the one guy that you wish were playing? Barkley. That would be it. No, it's Tony. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, it is. I mean, I want to see them all, but, it, you know, there's one guy that's universally started, and that's Saquon Barkley. I think a lot of fancy managers would take Saquon Barkley. I'm just talking playing. about entertainment. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd like to see him too. And you know what? Today's a big day. Uh, they uh, they all have a chance to play, so let's get Tomorrow's into- a big day for them. Yeah, today's also a big day. Can't both be big days? Uh, yes, but if they don't practice tomorrow, like they could practice today and then miss tomorrow. They could. More likely they would be if they're going to miss one. I think yeah. just based on, on reports, it sounds like Shepard's back, Ingram's yes. playing, and the other guys are not. The other guy, we don't know yet. Yeah, that's why today today's a big day. And if you watch <laughs> HQ uh, at noon Eastern today, we'll have the practice reports for you. 
just download the CBS Sports app or you know get on your Roku, your Apple Fire, or Apple TV, Amazon, whatever it is, and um, yeah, watch HQ noon Eastern Monday through Friday. Friday show is really good because we get these live injury reports as they come in, and and we get some kind of not not like we're breaking it, but breaking news. And then the mailbag show also will have the injury updates. Okay, so here are your news and notes. Dak Prescott, not a certainty for this week's game. They got the Sunday night game at Minnesota. He wants to play. He says it's not entirely his decision. They've already clinched the division, so they, they don't need to rush him back. Uh, I, uh, I took a look at our projections, and they sunk Dak Prescott. The line changed in that game, too. It, yep. If he plays, you know, it's, he's going to be a must start. But if he doesn't play, then we'll talk. Well, that will that game's coming up. We'll talk about the wide receivers. But briefly, I, I, if he doesn't uh, play, I picked up Cooper Rush. Yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. If he doesn't play, uh, are you starting or sitting the Dallas wide receivers? You, I would try and get away from them if yep. you can. Would you start say Devontae Booker or David Johnson over them? Uh, no, maybe Booker, but not Johnson yet. Jordan Howard expected to be activated, according to NBC Sports Philadelphia. Dave, does this crush the Eagles guys at Detroit? It does take away their chances of scoring. We don't know if it's going to be Jordan Howard in, in the role that he had with the Dolphins, where he just stands around on the sideline all game, and then when they happen to be within a couple of yards of the end zone, they bring him in, or if he's there as an emergency replacement and they roll with with Gainwell and Scott. I don't think it hurts Gainwell that much. Scott's the one that I would be more nervous about, and Scott's the one that I would really only use in fantasy if I was just desperate for a running back. Scott, you said? Scott would be the one that I would be nervous about. Oh, Gainwell's the one. ahead of Howard. But Gainwell's Howard's the one, one you If you're really, really desperate, like 16 teams, mm-hmm. Your options are Jordan Howard or a fullback not named Kyle Juszczyk. Sorry, I I, I misheard you. So Gainwell is the one that you would want. Yeah, that's he's he's the one that I want. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, grease grease up the. No, I don't have anything. I'm timely reference. Yeah, uh, Denver hopeful for Von Miller this week against Washington. Jamie just mentioned Sterling Shepard practice. Looks like he's going to play. Evan Ingram should play. And today, the other three important giants could practice. So today a is a day. big day. Yep, today. Uh, Gronkowski was limited in practice. We are. What happens right in the middle of me asking you about the Giants receivers on the show? He's gonna. Is they're gonna. We're gonna get the report. Um, you guys haven't ranked Gronkowski, but you're expecting the, expecting him to play or what? He's trending in the right direction. I I think this is going to be a game time thing. You know, it's a pain tolerance thing. So it's it's not you know, how, how healthy his knee is or how, you know, good his shoulder is. It's how well he feels when he wakes up that day and does he need to take a shot. So I'm, I'm going to guess we have to take it up until Sunday. So, you know, for those of you that started Tunyon over Gronk, you, you hopefully, you know, got enough points to win. But obviously if Gronk plays, he's, he's going to, I would assume, put up more points than what Tunyon did. Football, uh, team Tanyan. name, team name Tuesday on a Friday. Sour cream and tunion. You know, remember those chips? Sour cream and mm-hmm. onion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis. Them. I had them for lunch yesterday. Really? I remember Robert Tunyon as well. Yeah. He'd be a good tight end. Corey Davis was limited and T.Y. Hilton was limited. That was bad news for Davis because it was a downgrade, but good news for Hilton. 
So hopefully they will play. We'll he he spoke to the media yesterday and said uh, the next two, the quote, well, the next two days are important for me. So my guess is we're not going to find out until Sunday. On Hilton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If Hilton plays, you still rank Pittman ahead of him against Tennessee? Yes. Yes. Okay. But Pittman is going to fall in the rankings. It's hard to expect him to get that much target volume with T.Y. back. Houston expected to feature David Johnson, as I mentioned, according to Aaron Wilson of Sports Talk 790. Julio Jones mispractice. You think he's in or out this week, guys? Julio Jones. I think this is going to be normal Julio Jones practice reps. Miss a day. Mm-hmm. Do what he does. You know, how much do you trust him? I would prefer not to. Devontae Parker's status is uncertain at Buffalo. Jarvis Landry looks like he's going to play. Baker Mayfield looked good in practice, according to the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Jamal Williams was limited. And, yeah, interesting stat on Jamal Williams that we'll get to a little bit later. But, basically, if he gets his 12 to 14 carries, he might actually have a sneaky game against the Eagles. And Michael Thomas has not practiced yet. So, obviously, he's not going to play this week. But you'd like to see him practice because that would bode well for next week. And hopefully, Michael Thomas can, can get on the field. Quick round of beat the waiver wire. Next week, four teams are on by. The quarterback talent is not great on by. It is Tom Brady, though, plus Detroit, Seattle, and Washington are on by next week. So two quarterbacks. If anyone drops Derek Carr, I should have mentioned this on Wednesday's show with the buy lows and the sell highs. Derek Carr's schedule is incredible going forward. Six of his next seven games are good matchups, teams that rank 21st or lower against uh, quarterbacks. I think five of his next seven are teams that are 25th or, or worse against quarterbacks. So Derek Carr, he's widely owned, but, but you know, like last week, you may have been able to get Matt Ryan or two weeks ago when he was on a bye. Maybe you can get Derek Carr on, on his bye. Uh, and he's at the Giants next week. Meanwhile, if you can't do that, if you have Tom Brady, now's a good time to put Tua Tungavailoa on your team. 59% rostered. He will face the Houston Texans next week. Trey Lance, maybe he becomes a starter. He's rushing for 45 yards per half, basically, in the three halves that he has played. And he's got Arizona. You know, I don't know how much you're going to trust him, but if you're desperate, Trey Lance could become a starter soon. Just speculation on my part. DSTs to look at. You got the... Uh, One more quarterback. Tarod. Tarod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, against Miami. Not a bad one. Yep. And David Johnson against Miami. David Johnson, we'll see what happens. If he comes out against... 16 touches this week. You're going to wish you picked him up. And same thing with Lindsay. If you have an open roster spot. Would you rather spend the roster spot on Lindsay, Marlon Mack, or Deshaun Watson? Uh, Lindsay, Mack, Watson, in that order. Okay. What's your ranking, Peter Griffin? Uh, I'm not Peter Griffin. I would probably... If I'm, if I'm truly holding a spot for just a week, Watson's going to be at the top of the list. Because if he gets straight and ends up playing, that's a guy who could be a difference maker for my fantasy team. I'd probably put Mac next for the same reason, but he wouldn't be as big of a difference maker for my fantasy team. But I think he'd be better than Philip Lindsay. As so a you would take Mac going to most likely a backup role as opposed to Philip Lindsay. Maybe I'm going to wait and see what happens to him. Philip Lindsay might not be the starter, and even when Mark Ingram was the starter in Houston, he wasn't doing very well. Most oh, of the totally agree. But now you're, you're going like, from what am, I, what am I picking up Philip Lindsay for? Is the question? Well, you're going from three guys to two in that offense, uh, so at least you're getting rid of one of the guys for whatever touches they were yeah. giving Lindsay. And for the one-week situation, as you you know, I'll say all the time, if a guy helps you win a week, he's worth it. Lindsey against Miami is probably better than wherever Marlon Mack ends up in a backup role. No. I don't know. 
Houston's rough. Not a very inspiring conversation, but hey, look, these, uh, are, I mean, look, you know, these are decisions people have to make. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Jordan Howard's more. <laughs> I know. Well, Jordan Howard. Everybody. <laughs> Jordan Howard's not the guy to get, but he's the guy that screws everything up necessarily. Because I, I think that you could argue that Gainwell and Boston Scott are third. I was down kidding. Backs. You know, let's talk about Jordan Howard some more. Okay. Uh, we're you still. Know, I heard it's going to be a big day at Giants practice. We're still by uh, beating the waiver wire here. Dolphins, uh, Colts DST against the Jets on Thursday. They're 79% rostered. Dolphins DST against Houston. Raiders DST, good pass rush at the New York Giants in week eight. All right, take a look for some of those players, but certainly if you're the top uh, you Brady look manager, at the, the Ravens okay. running backs, if they were dropped, um, Freeman or yeah. Murray. Yeah, pick one there. Who would you rather have? Still Freeman, but yep. you know it's, it's a matter of, A, how healthy is, is Latavius Murray? And B, did Freeman do enough over the last two weeks, three weeks, I guess, to uh, earn a bigger role? Obviously, Le'Veon Bell's not working out. You know, he looks old and slow, as you would probably expect. Uh, maybe it's Tyson Williams if you want to hope that he's done something. But this would be a great place for Marlon Mack to end up. If Mack ended up going to Baltimore, I'd love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're hoping for a trade there, that's that's the spot. But it's uh, if they stay as they are, you know, if you have a roster spot, I'd go Freeman 1, Murray 2, Tyson 3. It is time to say this, though. It is official. The Ravens have a terrible running game, obviously, other than Lamar Jackson. They have a they're a terrible running back. Room. Terrible running game. They can't. They don't run the ball well. I mean, they stink. They play, ran the ball well against the worst run defense in football and the Chargers, and that's basically it. Uh, well, that's they not have true. Old running backs and Tyson a beat up offensive good. line. Tyson was good. What against the Chiefs or something like that early. Okay, yeah. start. There's, there's other guys that you should be picking up though, Adam. Running back wise, just in case, like you know, you yeah. want to get ahead of any injuries. Sony Michelle yeah. still available, especially um, with Matt Henderson. Uh, yep, uh, Samaj P. Ryan. You should have him on a roster. Yep. Uh, he could be good this week, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Bolden's still out there. He's only rostered in 28% of leagues. If he's the passing downs guy for another week, you want that on your team. Um, Boston Scott's still widely available. If he comes out of the game as the best running back for Philadelphia for a long Miles Sanders is out, that's what you want on your team, too. Uh, Michael Gallup is 45% rostered. T.Y. Hilton's about 49% rostered. Alexander Madison, 78% rostered. Take a look at for him in shallow leagues. And not to sound, I, I hate to keep doing this, but honestly, you've got Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony. They're around 60% rostered. I really feel like they need to be rostered in more leagues than that. And if you have an open roster spot as well, people are dropping Dawson Knox if you want to wait yeah, it out to yeah. see what happens when he comes back. Okay, time for the start-o-meter here. Uh, for the last three games we're going to get to, Giants at Chiefs, uh, Eagles at Lions, and Bears, Niners. Start-o- wow, Ricky Seals-Jones' roster percentage went down. It did. It did. Went from 66% to 50%. I picked him up in a 14-team league. Weird. Somebody cut him. Hmm. And I'm not thinking the world of him, but, you know, tight end who's going to play guess, a lot and get some decent targets, why not? I'm going to guess part of it is uh, people picked up Tunyon and made that switch. I'm trying to think who else. Could be. Oh, Uzama. Uh, yeah, where's he at? He's at a 50, uh, 60% maybe? Alex, you tell me. He's uh, at 80%. 80, what the hell? Yeah. People, well, because people see the touchdown production. It's also non-PPR yeah. versus PPR, you know, so he's people got, still play in those leagues. He's got one he game. More than Ricky Jones. One game with more than three targets. Uh, it's And what do you think they're going to come right. out, throw the ball 40 times against the Jets? I just very. He could have one catch against the Jets that's better than Ricky Seals Jones and non-PPR. I guess. I guess. Okay. Time for the start meter 
Daniel Jones at Kansas City. Startometer. Uh, four, unless he's got his full complement of weapons. Then he'd be a six and a half. I'll go six without the guys, eight with the guy. Devontae Booker. Uh, same Stay. numbers. I'm not even going to do the Giants wide receivers. Too many moving parts. We'll talk about it when we get to the game. Evan Ingram. Chiefs are just it's shocking, They're bad against tight ends. Bad. He's still a five, which is really good for him. Uh, two in non-PPR, one in PPR. No, switch that. No, he stinks. Yeah, but he'll get you five catches probably. <laughs> I know. I, he I might, don't, get, the, starting he might get you close to 10 PPR points. I would start Pat Fryermuth over him. I would start Dan Arnold over him. Uh, as much as I don't love Ricky Seals Jones this week, I start Ricky Seals Jones over him. I, right. I can't I trust him. Jones. You can't trust that. I would have onion over him. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Williams against the Giants. Uh, you're going to start him. He's an eight. Uh, Daryl Williams is a ten. How about Miko Hardman against the Giants? Four. Five. Jalen Hurts at Detroit. 25. Eight. Oh. Kylan Hill suffered a season-ending knee injury last night. That was the guy on the kickoff return for the Packers. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, stinks. He's and their rookie running back. Jonathan Ward is in the concussion protocol. That was scary. Yeah, it was a tough hit. Okay. Anyway, where are we? Kenneth Gainwell. I know he's he'd be your favorite. Zero to ten on the startometer for Gainwell. Seven in PPR. Close to a, I'm going to say a six and not PPR. Sure. Boston Scott. Five and five. Yeah. Devontae Smith. Six. Seven and seven. Yeah, he's a tough one. Dallas Goddard. Ten and ten. Any Detroit wide receiver against the Eagles? Raymond is uh, five. I'll say Raymond is a six in PPR. Gosh, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I can use that joke anymore. It's probably 10 times for me. TJ Hawkinson against the Eagles. You're nine, starting nine. Eli Mitchell at Chicago. 10. Uh, eight in non-PPR, five in PPR. 10, Dave, on Mitchell. 10. 10. Okay. You're starting him. It'd be great if Akeem Hicks is out again. You limited in practice so far. Yeah, he's basically missed three of the last four games. He played like one snap in one of the games. Khalil Herbert against the 49ers. Ten. Yep. Allen Robinson. Not ten. Uh, Evan Ingram. <laughs> Darnell Moody. <laughs> uh, A little bit better than Allen Robinson. Three and three. Cole Komet. Four. Uh, two and two. Points are. Paid. I start him over Evan Ingram. Thank you for saying two and two because no. we're going to take a quick break right here. We'll be back in two and two. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. 
So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You Chuck Woolery? I am. I'm something like that. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. For those of you who are too young to remember, two and two was what uh, Chuck Weller used to say going to break when commercials used to be two minutes and two seconds long. Okay, so now Dave and Jamie get to play the newlywed game. Uh, where's the most that's not the show that he hosted? He didn't pl- host that one. No, love dating game. Love connection. Love connection. Okay, yeah. Uh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> okay. Remember they had one person on the couch and then the other person on like a giant screen behind them, and they mm-hmm. you know went back and went over their date, unpacked all the issues that they had. Yeah, yeah. And if they liked each other, they met out on stage and kissed and went on to have a happy life together for the next week. Great, <laughs> great, great show. All yeah, right. We start with Tampa Bay at New Orleans. And I've got a Halloween name of the game for every game. This ha- <laughs> Halloween name of the game is <laughs> Ronald Bones. Ronald what did Bones. You say? Ronald Bones instead of Ronald Jones. You know, that, what did you play before you said the name? <laughs> a scream from the internet that scared the pants off me. Sorry. Okay. Stat of the game. I hope your pants are on by the time I get to work. <laughs> they won't be. Okay. Stat of the game. Mike Evans has played. Don't worry, I've got my Batman boxers on. Eight games since Marshawn Lattimore's rookie season against the Saints. And. I don't know if he had any two-point conversions, but based on just catches, yards, and touchdowns, Mike Evans has scored more than 12 PPR fantasy points once in eight games. Starter sit Mike Evans, Jamie. I'm still starting him, but it's uh, one of our like-don't-love situations. You know, it's it's you got to have really a loaded roster to bench Mike Evans and the potential of what he could be. And, you know, it's uh, if Gronk is back, that's a lot of, you know, quality players for the Saints staff to worry about. So will they just put Lattimore on Evans and say, go ahead, Brady, take your chances with Godwin and, and Gronk and, uh, you know, Tyler Johnson and Fournette and, and Gio and all those other guys? It, probably, but I, I can't get away of what Evans still has a chance to find the end. I mean, he could have, you know, three catches for 12 yards and two touchdowns. Generally speaking, I mean, the Saints have had a great defense. They have, based on yards per carry, they have by far the best run defense in football. Um, and uh, they give up 2.77 yards per carry to running backs. It's it's ridiculous. And then, of course, you've got the Lattimore thing with Evans. <clears throat> so how much... I'll let you start, Jamie. Go first. How much confidence do you have in the Bucks' offense this week? This is the best offense that the Saints are facing by far, uh, thus far in the season. But how much confidence do you have in Brady and the, and the gang? 
I'm starting Brady, I'm starting Fournette, I'm starting Godwin, and I'm starting Evans, and if Gronk plays, I'm starting him. So if, if that's the, the definition of confidence, then I'm not taking them out of my lineup. Uh, am I playing them in daily? Probably the only two I would play would be Godwin and Gronk if he plays um, because it's probably not going to be the best game for Brady. Um, probably not going to be the best game for Evans. And so those, those are the ones that scare me the most. If, and Fournette, they scare me the most. You know, So uh, D- DFS, their avoids – Redraft leagues, they're still must-starts. And Dave, how do you feel about them? Because I'll also point out that week one was nuts. The Saints embarrassed the Packers. But after that, these are the quarterbacks that the Saints have faced. Uh, Darnold, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Heineke, and Geno Smith. So how do you feel about the Bucks? I feel like I've got to take my lumps with them. And I also have to give them credit. Tom Brady's a hell of a quarterback. I don't know if people know that or not, but he's somebody that fantasy managers really should rely on either way unless they have a very good alternative. I'm not ready to sit him for Kirk Cousins. I'm not ready to sit him for Matt Ryan. And uh, same thing mostly for Godwin and Evans. I, I, I think you can buy into Evans being bad this week. I think the stat you just laid out, Adam, sums it up perfectly. One game in his last eight, does that include the playoff game? No. It probably doesn't, does it? So it's one game in his last nine with more than 12 PPR fantasy points. So why don't we say it like this? If you if you think Mike Evans is going to exceed 12 PPR fantasy points, then don't worry about it. Keep him in your lineup. If you're convinced that his ceiling is 12 PPR fantasy points, then you can look at other receivers and make a decision on who you could start and sit ahead of him. Last right week, now, I'm thinking that he's got a chance to beat 12 PPR fantasy points, but I don't think he can beat like... 16. Yeah, last week like we were a little worried and, and, about him yeah. getting shadowed by a good cornerback, and he came right, through with this the is a better corner and one that's had his number. Yeah. And the Saints had Brady's number. Uh, honestly, they really had his number all three games that they played against him, but more so in the regular season than in the playoff game. The, uh, the only home game that they played so far, Daniel Jones lit them up, and Galladay went over 100 yards in that game. Are you going to so tell me talking about- they're worse at home? No, no, I'm just saying it's it's the only, you know, <laughs> one game sample size being there that we have. Yeah. So, you know, surface matters. You know, those guys get faster there. Yeah, usually it's a really tough environment to play in. All right. Uh, I, I think agree or disagree. The one guy that I have the most confidence in meeting his ranking on the Bucks this week is Chris Godwin. Or what no, I, don't know, I haven't ranked in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he'll be great. Do you, so would you say it's Brady for you? Actually, I think I'd lean toward Gronk being that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I mean, then, Gronk will be a top five tight end for me if he's back. Okay. Uh, Fournette is, you know, Fournette in the last four games has been a top 10 running back per game. But respecting the matchup, you guys have him closer to 15th and a little bit higher than that in, in full PPR. So you are going to start him, but would you start Khalil Herbert, Eli Mitchell, Daryl Williams ahead of Fournette? Um, No. I would not. Herbert's the closest one for me. Herbert's the closest one for me, too. Uh, I'd put Patterson. I know you're not mentioning Cordell Patterson, but I would put Patterson ahead of Fournette this week. No problem. Okay. Uh, for what it's worth, Miles Sanders just tweeted, Philly, I love you all. I'll be back. So I'm guessing he's out, as mm. we expected. I wonder if that means he's going on IR. Hopefully not. Maybe he's just taking a little trip out of Philly, and he's just saying, hey, I'll be back. You know. Oh, great. Now a burglar is going to know it. They'll go to his house. I'll edit it out. I'll edit that out. I didn't mean to reveal that. Rob Gronkowski uh, or Dallas Goddard if Gronk plays? Gronk. Gronk. 
Hawkinson. Gronk. Yeah, I think Gronk's going to be third for me in the tight end ranking. Kelsey. Yeah, he might be second for me. Oh, Kelsey over Gronk. Who, who are you? Kelsey, Pitts, Gronk. Rake him. Uh, probably go Kelsey, Gronk, Pitts. Wow. Okay. Let's talk about the Saints. Jameis Winston, 17th for Jamie, 19th for Dave, 13th for Heath. And uh, do, I'm sorry, I should know this, and I don't. Do we know about Taysom Hill? Did not practice again on Thursday, so still in the concussion protocol, and I think what I read was not expected to play. Anyone other than Kamara? For me, no. Uh, Jameis, if you're stuck, and Callaway, if you're stuck. Yeah, Callaway, it's 15 targets in his last two games. And uh, unfortunately, he has not had 10 targets, and almost every wide receiver who has done well against the Bucs has had 10 targets. The Bucs actually have gone four straight games without giving up a touchdown or 70 yards to a wide receiver, not facing the best wide receivers, Patriots, Dolphins, Eagles, and Bears. But uh, it basically, it's been about volume against the Patriots, and that's not exactly the forte of the Saints. Uh, Kamara, I, would, I would take a flyer on Traquan Smith and DFS. You think Kamara, by the way, just just get yeah you know, does it basically with catches? Hope yes. so. I mean, you know, this is the Miles Gaskin type of game, and you know what they're saying out of New Orleans is that they'll play Mark Ingram and Kamara in tandem together, and he'll be you know used much more as a guy in space. But we are not starting Mark Ingram. You could stash him if you want, uh, but obviously not a good matchup for him. And that will do it for this game. Tampa Bay's DST. Top four for Dave and Jamie, and 13th, I believe, for uh, for Heath. Yeah, he's a little lower on them. All Which right. Means avoid them. What's that? Which means avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I didn't call him out for it. I just, you know. All right, Dallas at Minnesota. Halloween team name of the game. <laughs> Kirk Bludgeons. <laughs> okay, stat of the game. You I said they're like, which game is which candy? Which team is which candy? Oh, oh well, this is I mean, these are good candies. I mean, you got like a Skittles and and a peanut butter cup in this game. Would you? Why agree? are you going to call Dallas Skittles? They're better than that. I Minnesota was Skittles. You calling the Vikings? Yeah, Skittles, Skittles are terrible. You don't, oh, they so are not the best. You take that, wow, guys. No, no, they're they're fine. I've never once been excited to eat Skittles. Listen, almost every candy right, you get. Is chocolate right? You don't get a lot of non-chocolates. How many? Name a better non-chocolate candy than than Skittles. Starburst. Half of them, maybe, but yellow and orange are just immediately disposed of. They're awful. You imagine? I mean, um, nerds. Jamie, there's no need for name calling. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say Azers. <laughs> <laughs> Stat of the game on this one. By the way, uh, for our people watching, if you'd like to name a better non- Twizzlers are better than Skittles. Who, who, what is? Twizzlers. I don't know. The, the favorite candy of Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Marino. I'd take Skittles. If, for those of you watching, if you have a, a better... A, ooh, Sour Patch Kids? Non, yeah. If you have a better... Sour Patch Kids are better than Skittles. You know what? Gummy yeah. Worms are better than Skittles, I'd say. I love Gummy Worms. Uh, okay. Okay, anyway, uh, I don't really have a great stat of the game, but there is a bit of a tendency in terms of Dallas's pass attempts with Dak Prescott to be score-related. When they've blown teams out, he has not thrown much. 
That was the Eagles, the Panthers. They pretty much blew out, even though it was an eight-point game. Uh, and the Giants, 26, 22, 32 passes. The other three games, 58 at Tampa Bay, 51 at New England in overtime, only 27 at Los Angeles, though, that the Chargers in a three-point win. But a closer game should mean more passes for Dak Prescott, which is, of course, very relevant for Amari Cooper, who has been pretty much dragging your fantasy team down. Um, so, yeah, obviously, if Dak plays, he's a must-start. Zeke is a must-start. We know what Pollard is. might be like 60, 70 total yards. Dave, give me your take on the Dallas wide receivers and with and without Michael Gallup, we don't know right now. I'm going to assume that Gallup is out. I'm going to assume that he's not playing in the game. We don't know if he's been practicing hard this week. We don't know if he's really a candidate to to get in the, the game. So I'm just taking a passive approach with him. I love Lamb. Love the number one receiver here for the Cowboys. Think he's going to lead them in targets. I'm real curious to see how this Viking secondary operates without Patrick Peterson again. I think that it might struggle. Uh, they might put all their eggs in the basket of trying to pressure Dak Prescott. I think if that offensive line is good, is Lyle Collins playing? If he is, yes, then that makes it even easier. Oh, man. Pretty sure so Dak could have plenty of time. So that's one to keep an eye on, too. If that offensive line's at full strength, he's he's playing behind a fortress. So he should have time to throw, and that'll help all the receivers. But I especially think that Lamb is the best one. Cooper is uh, maybe a low-end number two fantasy wide receiver. I'd prefer him as a flex. And I don't think you asked about the tight ends, but here it goes anyway. Dalton Schultz, still a top-ten tight end. I think Collins is playing. He's eligible, and they've been apparently working him out at guard, which is interesting. Uh, would you rather have yeah, I think the guy who replaced him is, is keeping the job. Amari Cooper or Mike Evans this week? I have Evans higher. Uh, Evans for now. Lamb is slam dunk, right? Got to start him. Yep. Windmill jam. All right, so who is... Okay, so Jefferson and Lamb are in the must-start category. Thielen or Cooper? Uh, Thielen. What'd you say, Dave? You said Cooper? No, I did not you say said Cooper. Thielen? Adam Thielen, please. I'll take Thielen over Mike Evans, too. Yes. You're just expecting a lot of volume in a big game from Cousins? Yes. Okay. Just don't throw interceptions. I mean, that's that's what Dallas does to you here. So, Dalton Schultz, you guys differ quite a bit in the rankings here. Jamie's got him, am I right here? You have him third? Yep. And Dave, you have him sixth in full PPR, but ninth in non-PPR. He's going to be a start, but it could be guys like Dallas Goddard, Hunter Henry, TJ Hawkinson that Jamie would have Schultz ahead of. And Dave would not. So the thing I'm worried about is that the Vikings have allowed eight and a half or more than eight and a half PP, half PPR points to a tight end once all year. It was Max Williams in week two. They did a nice job against Hawkinson in week five. Uh, and, and I'm wondering just how much is Dak really going to lean on him or expect him to make plays after the catch or find him in the end zone. I'm totally cool with him as a starter either way. I've got him as a top 10 tight end either way but I'd feel safer with him in PPR formats. Okay. Cousins, Jamie, he's your start of the week. Who are you starting him over? Uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Um, I start him with Rodgers. Matt Ryan? Uh, Matt Ryan? Daniel Winston. You are starting him over Ryan, right? Yep. All right. Start Cousins, start Cook, start Jefferson, start Thielen. I, I, I don't know. And Conklin. Conklin is a, you know, streamer. I think that's pretty much it. You guys like the Cowboys DST? 
I kind of do. Uh, they're okay. Yeah, you have them borderline top 12. Heath does not have them ranked. This will be an interesting game. Hopefully they can run the ball. You know, I mean, Obviously, Cook is amazing, but nobody runs on the Cowboys. They see the few, I'm pretty sure the fewest rush attempts by running backs, but this is a different animal. Really looking forward to this game. Hope Dak Prescott plays. If he doesn't play, let's say it again. If he doesn't play, if Dak does not play, Lamb and Cooper would be where in your rankings? Dave? Lamb would be pretty close to where I have Amari Cooper right now, which is a low-end number two wide receiver, and Cooper would be like a number th- low-end number three. I would not be nearly as excited. Cool. All right, Giants are at Kansas City. Halloween team name of the game. Daniel Bones. Okay. It's kind of similar to the one I did for Danielle. Jones. <laughs> yes. That's better. That is much better. They get actually, this was the worst one because it's the same as Ronald Bones, but Danielle Bones is good. Okay. Stat of the game. You do the same shtick twice. Yeah. Yeah. Stat Thank of the game. You didn't have to do one for the Packer game. Oh, uh, and <laughs> Bones. <laughs> Can you think of a better one for the Packers? Uh, not off the top of my head. Rand Hell Cobb. Robert injury. That's scary. Yeah. Okay. A running back has gained 89 or more total yards in every game against Kansas City. That would be Nick Chubb, Tyson Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, Austin Eckler, Zach Moss, J.D. McKissick, and Derrick Henry. Over under 89 total yards for Devontae Booker. I'm feeling the under on that. Um, Take the over. So if you look at this game overall, the Chiefs are easy and the Giants are, as of right now, probably pretty difficult because we just don't know who's playing. So no hesitation on Mahomes, right? None. Unless you somehow have like Stafford and Mahomes. I'd take Stafford over him. Okay, Tyreek Hill, Travis, Travis Kelsey, they are must-starts. Let's talk about Darrell Williams, and we'll spend the time on the on the Giants side here. You guys Rocket. have you guys have him. <laughs> you have him around twentieth. I think Dave has him sixteenth in full PPR. Jamie, what are your expectations for Darrell Williams? Uh, a lot of work. Hopefully, he falls in the end zone. I mean, like you said, he's not going to he's not going to have a great rushing average. Um, his his work in the passing game is probably going to be three to five catches. And so, you know, the the question is always when you look at the Chiefs and teams have been doing this is they're going to dare the Chiefs to run and play off coverage and make Patrick Mahomes be patient. And so, A, are they playing with the lead? Because we haven't seen that very often. And B, are they going to, you know, allow Darrell Williams to get that work? It was good against Washington when he had the two touchdowns and, you know, 20 carries for 60-some-odd yards. So you probably figure three and a half yards per carry, um, probably 15 to 20 yards in the passing game. So, you know, 85 total yards in a score I think is realistic. Great. And obviously, if Barkley plays, you start him. What would it take for you to have confidence in Daniel Jones? Which wide receivers would have to be in? Two of the. Three. I don't particularly mind him now. So any of them would be with Shepard, or even without Shepard. Yeah, any of them would be a bonus. Shepard. So the even thing about Shepard, Shepard play, you're okay starting Daniel Jones this week. Yeah. Deeper leagues. I mean, he's not a top twelve guy for me, but deeper leagues. No, but he'd come close to being a top twelve guy if he had some of those, you know, playmaking receivers around him. If he had all of them, yeah, he'd be he'd be in a really good spot. I mean, we've I seen basically three. Well, but you say playmaking and that's where I just don't think that Shepard fits because we've seen 
a year, basically, of Daniel Jones without Barkley, but with Slayton, Ingram, and Shepard. And he stinks. So I think he needs guys to make plays for him. And the three guys who do that are Barkley, Tony, and Galladay. And I mean, I just feel like, you know, the, the pro for him is that he's running a lot. He has the fourth or fifth most rushing yards among quarterbacks. And the Chiefs have given up the most rushing yards. They've faced the best ones, but they can't defend running quarterbacks. Uh, but, you know, he's thrown five touchdowns in seven games. So I really think he needs somebody who can make a play for him and get into the end zone the way Barkley has, the way... Oh, well, not Tony hasn't gotten in the end zone, but you know what I'm saying. The guys who can do something. Yeah, sure. He needs, he needs guys to do things with the ball in their hands. Right. I think the nice thing about it is the Chiefs have allowed the most rushing production to quarterbacks. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to have to make some plays with his legs. He's averaging 38 yards per game on the ground. Um, he hasn't scored, I, I think, since the second week of the season rushing the ball. But that's in play for him. Uh, the only the weird quarterback stat against the Chiefs, the weird quarterback play against the Chiefs, was Taylor Heineke not running against them of all people. Uh, but I think if he gets you, you know, three to six points with his legs, then he's in play for, you know, 20 points. Now, I don't think he's gonna have a monster game as it stands right now. Now, if he does get Galladay or Tony or, you know, with Shepard back, then he's, he's got an opportunity. It's just a matter of, you know, did the chiefs come out throwing haymakers after what they've looked like the last couple of weeks? And if they're up big, I think that helps Daniel Jones. If this is a close game, it's not going to help Daniel Jones. I think you have to hope that the Chiefs are playing with a big lead and they take their foot off the gas. Okay. I'm not sure how many people are going to be starting him anyway. We know the way quarterback is. It's just only... You do have two pretty good ones on by this week, but... Just, it's it's a, a super sp- flex conversation. It's a two, sure. two QB conversation. It's also a conversation if you've got Dak Prescott, because if you've got Dak and you want to be sure that you have another quarterback just in case he doesn't play, Jones is your best bet. I think okay. he, yeah, right. Okay, all right. That's we can we can finish on that. Let me just get his roster percentage real quick. Yeah, unless Cousins is a free agent in your league, that would be the only other way. Sixty Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, sixty percent rostered. And the Chiefs DST is twelfth for Jamie, ninth for Dave, and fourteenth for Heath. Carolina is at Atlanta. Halloween team name of the game. Oh! Tommy Tremble. There you go. Uh, that's the, <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. That's easy for you. Yeah. Stat of the game. Uh, Carolina, this is interesting. They allow the fewest fantasy points to running backs and the fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. About ha- They give up like 12 receiving yards to games, receiving yards to running backs per game, uh, which is wild. Obviously, you have Cordell or Patterson is a different beast. But Dave, what do you think about Patterson this week? So I think that stat, is is kind of varied because in the early portion of the year they were really good against the run, and then when Shaq Thompson got hurt, they they broke down quite a bit. Um, but I think Shaq Thompson's coming back this week, so there's a good chance that that Carolina run defense strengthens up a little bit more. And I would hope that Patterson does more in the passing game, and he's just a staple of that offense now, as far as just finding touches and being put in space, and you know, slashing his way on on the ground game. I, I'm Flashing. hoping. I, I think if you if you start Cordero, you're hoping for more receptions this week, and I think that he can overcome that element of the Panthers' defense. Cordero, Patterson, or Khalil Herbert. Patterson, 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 or Mike Evans. Patterson, Patterson. All right, so you guys are still. Yeah, I, I was thinking about trying to come up with a Halloween name for him. I'm not hesitating on him versus Evans. <laughs> Cordero, Patterson. What can we do? Okay, so... Of course, Carol. 
kill Daryl Pat? No, that doesn't really work. No, that's a little over the line. Yeah. So, uh, so he's a must start. Okay, he's he's earned that at this point. Mike Davis though is a sit, right? Yes. Uh yeah. I don't know how. It you was think. interesting to see what um, Arthur Smith said about game flow and situation and how that mattered with Mike Davis. So I guess he's going to get more work this week. I mean, the fact that he's still on the field sixty percent of the time, but this is uh, this this is too hard to trust. What do you think about this team name from Henny Ken Splatterson? Splatterson. Splatterson. Yeah, it's good. I like that. Okay, so let's go to the Panthers here. Sam Darnold, actually Dave has him the highest at 17th. The Falcons are awful. I mean, third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Third lowest pressure rate in, in the game, according to uh, Pro Football Reference. But the Giants, the Giants have the fourth lowest pressure rate, and they sack Sam Darnold five or six times. This offensive line is really struggling. I don't think anybody wants to start Darnold at this point. You shouldn't want to, but no. this, is, this is an easier matchup for him than last week was. Part of the reason why Darnold only had two fantasy points was because he got pulled. It's possible you can get pulled again. I mean, that's part of the risk you're taking with Darnold. So keep that in mind if you're in a super flex and you're weighing him against somebody who might be really good at running back, receiver, or tight end. Heath is pretty high on Hubbard, has him 14th. Dave and Jamie more like 22nd around there. So, yeah. Jamie, uh, Jamie, why don't you talk about Chuba Hubbard and your expectations? I mean, you just mentioned it. The offensive line's been struggling, so it's hard to run behind a line that's not giving you any space. Uh, he's got to be involved in the passing game. Uh, he's got to find the end zone. You know, this is just uh, its an opportunity because the, the Falcons' run defense is not great. So hopefully he takes advantage of it. I don't think a lot of people are benching Chuba Hubbard, but if you did pick up Khalil Herbert or Elijah Mitchell along the way, Mitchell and non-PPR, I still start Hubbard over Mitchell and PPR. Um, but, you know, you're, you're looking at, uh, you know, uh, volume is, is the biggest thing for him. You know, so hopefully he continues to get it. I am thrilled to start Khalil Herbert over Chuba Hubbard in the Waterbury Open. I am excited to start Elijah Mitchell over Chuba Hubbard, whether it's PPR or not. He started losing first half reps to Royce Freeman last week. He played somewhere around 55% of the snaps. And the Falcons actually are second best in the league in yards after contact allowed per rush, 2.24 yards after contact. Before contact's a different story. They struggle there, but if the offensive line isn't paving the way for Chuba Hubbard, and if he's not getting a ton of work, and I don't know how good he's going to be. I think he's a low-end number two running back at best. Your favorite Broncos wide receiver or Chuba Hubbard? Hubbard. I'm a little crazy about Jerry Judy, so I'm going to start Judy ahead of Hubbard. I think that's easier to do in full PPR, and I think I'd consider Sutton over Hubbard as well in full PPR. And how about how about um, Claypool or Hubbard? I'll start Claypool. I think I'm going Claypool. Devontae Smith. And not PPR. Uh, That's no, where I think I'll probably go with Hubbard. Okay. Uh, DJ Moore must start. Yes. Yeah. And again, if I think that if if Darnold's going to have a good game because he's not pressured, that should especially help DJ Moore. Do we know the status of AJ Terrell and um, Eric? Uh, Terrell's limited. That much I saw. Eric Harris. Safety for no, no Harris. Not, not that that really matters for more, but just in general. Okay. So great if AJ Terrell doesn't play. Yeah, I don't know if anybody cares about this, but in the first four games of the year, DJ Moore was really busting out. He had seventy nine or more yards in every game. He had twenty or more PPR points in three or four games. He had thirty three point five percent of Sam Darnold's yards. The last three games have been a bit of a struggle. 
he has 35.6% of Darnold's and uh, Walker's yards. So mostly Darnold, obviously. So he's actually got a higher percentage in his last three games of the team's passing totals, the receiving totals. But the receive the the quarterback play has been so much worse. So it's dragging him down a little bit. However, he still has 73 yards in two straight games. Uh, Atlanta gives up the 10th most fantasy points to receivers, but only two receivers have more than 75 yards. That's McLaurin and Jalen Waddell. Not Mike Evans, not Chris Godwin, not Kenny Galladay, not Devontae Smith, uh, not Antonio Brown. Sit Tommy Tremble. Matt Ryan is 11th for well, everyone. What if I'm scared to sit him? Yeah, he should be. Uh, Tommy, sorry, Matt Ryan is, uh, yeah, 11th in the rankings for everyone. So he's obviously in kind of, you, you know, know what happens when you eat too much candy on Halloween? What? Tummy tremble. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And yeah, Ryan, he's been solid. Carolina, they are 16th against quarterbacks. They haven't faced the toughest ones. Really? All right. Ryan is what he is. Ryan or, uh, Joe Burrow. Burrow. I'll take Burrow. Ryan or Bridgewater? I have Ryan ahead of Bridgewater right now. Yeah, it's like Ryan is basically behind all of the normal starts or must starts and ahead of all the streamers. There He's been go. good. It's hard to get away from it. And, you know, you take away the interception and the fumble last week, which I think is his first interception since week two and first fumble of the season. That's a 25-point game just based on his positive numbers. Wide receiver... Wide receivers, Calvin Ridley. That, by the way, that is the most. That is the most Azer stat no, ever. You it take is away not, his. It is not the most Azer stat. That was pretty, pretty Azery. I'm just saying from what he's been doing positively. Right. Yeah. Can we take away everybody's turnovers? No, you uh, can't take away his either. Okay. Uh, Atlanta AJ wide receivers. No, if he can replay the last play <laughs> game from Thursday. Yeah, turn around, JB. Do the AJ Green impression again. <laughs> Calvin Ridley must start. Feel good about him. Yes. Uh, I guess. I feel like I'm ranked too high. Still am as a top 20 receiver. I think he's finished above a top 20 receiver once this year. Interesting. So, makes me a little nervous, but it's Ridley. You're starting. If so, at some point, a defense is going to say, we can't let Kyle Pitts continue to eat us alive. And that's when Calvin Ridley's numbers are going to start to really go haywire. If he has another bad game... <laughs> We're starting going to start calling him Calvin Diddley. <laughs> yeah, I'm on fire today. Russell Gage, any interest? That's in the PPR league. He's okay. Okay. And Kyle Pitts is a start. Jamie has Atlanta's DST seventh. Dave has him twenty fourth, and Heath has him nineteenth. Carolina has been sacked eighteen times in their last four games. Go get him, if Falcons. If I had a pass rush, I'd have him ranked higher. The Giants yeah, got him bad, six times. Bad offense. Yeah, but this is a bad, bad defense. It's a bad, bad I game, I think. On, on one side of my mouth, I'm going to say you can't trust a bad, bad defense in fantasy. On the other side of my mouth, I'm going to say the Jaguars are a top 12 DST this week. By the way, we have a comment here. Where's the crickets button for all my jokes? There's the crickets. He's not going to play it on himself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I would, I, I would do that because that make that would make it people laugh. Philadelphia is at Detroit. Here's your Halloween team name of the game: <laughs> Jalen Ragor. Yeah, eh. 
Yeah, not, not my favorite. Give yourself crickets on that one. It's like I have to press like four buttons to get there. Jalen Ragor. Ragor. So Detroit has had a pretty tough schedule. The defenses they have faced currently rank 5th, 7th, 8th, 13th, 15th, 16th, and 21st in scoring. Philadelphia is 24th. This is right now the worst scoring defense that the Lions have faced. I don't know what the other defenses were before they faced the Lions, though. Um, Stat of the game. The Lions have allowed 97 or more yards to a wide receiver in six of seven games. The only exception was the Ravens game, and Marquise Brown probably would have gotten mm-hmm. that if he didn't yeah. have those drops. So, it Azer stat of the game, aside from drops, the Lions have allowed 97 or more yards to a wide receiver in every game. Devontae Smith is really tough to trust. How much do you trust him, Dave? I trust him as a flex in PPR. Uh, part of the reason why I'm having a hard time trusting him is because he's not getting a ton of targets. And when he does get a decent amount of targets, it's Jalen Hurts throwing. And he, uh, we've done the research on him. He's actually been more on target with his throws this year than Tom Brady. Statistically, that is a fact. But it still feels Whoa. like recently what? he's been struggling. And that's what matters to me more. Fortunately for him, this is the Lions we're talking about. Their pass rush is okay. Their pass coverage is not okay. So I think there's a chance where Devontae Smith can have a real bounce back effort here, which is why he's in the flex combo. Is Devontae Smith, Jamie, is he better than Kenneth Gainwell? Yes. Yes. Uh, again, I, I think I said this yesterday. Most people play in three receiver leagues, so he's a must-start guy in those formats. So I think when you look at what his, his upside is based on matchup, based on opportunity, it's hard to get away from him. T. Higgins or Devontae Smith? Smith. I'll take Smith. Yeah, I'm hoping for a big second half from Devontae Smith. You know, raw numbers are still pretty good. Target I'm just share for is a big week eight. Yeah, I know, but to spin it forward as a as a potential buy low, we talked about it on Wednesday. The target share is terrific. I mean, this guy is just the alpha on this team. So I'm I'm uh, I'm hopeful, and he's done some good stuff for a rookie. Just it's t- it's tough to compare. You can't compare him to Jamar Chase. You know. Okay. You can't compare him to Waddle. Well, I think he's. I think you know. You could argue that he's really been more encouraging than Waddle because Waddle is not doing anything. He has no big plays, right? Like I said. Well, I'm, in terms in terms of production, you can't compare him to Waddle right now. Who has more yards? Is it is that a stupid question? Because I feel like no, I'll look it up. Let's find out. Yeah. Uh, this is such a shame with the Eagles running backs. The the uh, the, the matchups are so good, but the situation is so fuzzy. So I'll give you some more. Uh, uh, Smith does four hundred six to three eighty four. Yeah, and that, I mean, isn't that interesting? You you might not think that because Waddle's had consistency, but Smith is having a solid year for a rookie. Waddle has a dozen more catches, and that is the exact opposite of what happened at Alabama. You know? Yeah. Smith had a ton more catches. Waddle had, had Alabama quarterbacks. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Uh, yeah, they should trade and get make it swap teams. Uh, Gainwell or Corey Davis if he plays. Oh, Gainwell. I just want to see how low we're gonna go. Yeah. Gainwell or Tyler Lockett. Gainwell. Yeah. yeah. Gainwell or Metcalf. 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 All right. And Dallas Goddard is a must start tight end over on the other side of the ball. DeAndre Swift is a must start. Do you see any appeal in Jamal Williams 
In the close in the last five games, he has had 12 to 14 carries in every game that wasn't a blowout. And if he gets 12 to 14 carries against this run defense, he could, I don't know, he could score. He yeah. Yeah. I, he I can't trust him, though. Right. He's hard. To, yes, exactly that. Eight catches in week one, eight catches since total. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Very weird. And uh, Khalif Raymond, he's your favorite Detroit wide receiver? Plenty of targets over the last few games. Six catches in each of his last two, I believe. Yeah, 15 targets the last two games. And he's a speedy guy. We've talked about him. He's got. He's the type of receiver that can make one or two big plays to carry the entire game for your for, for using him. In deep leagues, he's an easy start, which is what I'm doing in the 14-team leagues I have him in. You're wondering about the matchup. They've seen, the, the Eagles have seen the fewest wide receiver targets in the NFL, and they don't give up big plays in the passing game. And That's these, true. none of these receivers have had 66 yards or a touchdown. Calvin Ridley, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. All of them were bad against the Eagles. So it only makes sense that Khalif Raymond will. Well, Raymond's not going to get matter shadowed where by, they put Slay. Right. He's not going to get shadowed by Darius Slay. No, but Slay may take Hawkinson. It's true. We wouldn't like Did that. Did they take a tight end earlier this year? Yeah, Kelsey. Okay. Well, That's then you got to really consider sitting Hawkinson, don't you? I don't love him this week, no. Like Dalton Schultz or Hawkinson? Schultz for me. Hawkinson for me. I don't think you're benching TJ Hawkinson. You're not making a move to drop TJ Hawkinson, but I don't love him. This is another DFS avoid for me. Hawkinson has 48 or fewer yards and no touchdowns in four of his last five games. He's been struggling. I mean, teams are taking him away. It's, it, this was the fear. You know, going to see a lot of targets on one hand. Teams are going to try to take him away on the other hand. And so I, I'm going to let Khalif Raymond and Amon Ross St. Brown beat me. I'm not going to let TJ Hawkinson beat me. All right. Hawkinson's still a start. You're not going to start Ricky Seals Jones over him, right? No. Right. But DFS avoid. Last game San Francisco at Chicago. Should I play the crickets or scream? Uh, Halloween team name. Oh! <laughs> Darnell Full Mooney. <laughs> oh, man. Stat of the game. You said Allen Robinson. That's scary enough. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Actually, he he deserves the... Uh, the uh, Come on. Oh, stupid mixer. He deserves Allen. <laughs> Allen Robinson. Right. Stat of the game. Khalil Herbert has the longest carry. Alan, take me, please. Yeah, please. Fantasy managers are, are agreeing with that. Khalil Herbert has the longest carry by a running back against both Green Bay and Tampa Bay this season. He's basically been matchup proof, and we're very excited to start him. I don't really have much. I mean, look, you can't start Garoppolo. Eli Mitchell, or you have him ahead of Chua Hubbard. We know that. We'll do... Um, <laughs> Good, Dave. Oh, you know it's nice. What do they say San Francisco is, right? City by the Bay? Yeah. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, City by the Bay. Hey. He likes playing. Khalil Herbert. Dave, oh, you want to give go. your... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewrite start set when I have it. <laughs> Dave, you want to give your team name? Your uh, no. Halloween name? No. You want me to? I don't care. Dave wanted to give a shout out to... No, no. Tarshreek Cohen. My name. <laughs> Eli Mitchell... Good look, Eli Mitchell's good, but he doesn't catch the ball. So, would you start Eli Mitchell or Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, Sanders and PPR. Eli Mitchell or Brandon Cooks? 
I'm taking uh, Mitchell over both. Mitchell, overcooked. Okay. Exaggerated comment here that I don't believe, but I'm saying it for effect. I would start Jermichael Hasty over Brandon Cooks. Just, I wouldn't. What? I wouldn't, but I think Brandon Cooks is avoid, avoid, avoid. But uh, Debo is a must start, and that's it. No Justin Fields. Yes, Khalil Herbert. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to shortchange this game, but are there any interesting decisions? Is Cole Komet interesting? No. It's it's Herbert or bust for the Bears, and it's you know Mitchell and Samuel for the 49ers. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Share your creations. No. Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> That's good. And I'll take credit for it if Dave won't. All right. I uh, I think that's it for us. Thanks so much, everybody. Remember, HQ, 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Live stream on YouTube, 1130 a.m. Eastern. Halloween episode, Saturday night. Very, very excited for that. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on the mailbag. For Dave and Jamie, I'm Adam. See ya. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.